Well, this morning, uh, we turn our attention to Jesus. Uh, I want to clear the way for a few announcements here this morning. First, if your child left uh, this during the children's sermon, it'll be here for you after. I'm going to leave it right here, but I know there may be a child that's, is this somebody's right now you're looking for it? Well, I'm going to leave it right here for you after the service. Also, uh, something else I learned over these past few years and uh, what I learned last night is during the candlelight service at 3.30, we were having a wonderful evening and you know, when the candles are lit and you're just, you're standing here and I feel like as a pastor, I get some of the most beautiful moments of, uh, that you can imagine. I get to see a bride walk down the aisle and get to stand behind the husband as she sees, as he sees her bride walk down the aisle, but also at candlelight, you just get to take it all in. And at the 3.30 service, I was just taking it all in and, and I just felt, Brad, let's go through it one more time and let's just hear the lights and let's stay in this moment a little longer. And I had a dad uh, after the service come up to me with her, his four-year-old in his arms and he said, Mark, you may have wanted to stay in that moment. My four-year-old had a flaming candle. I wanted nothing more than to get out of that moment uh, in a church that's just burned down. So just remember that. And so this morning, I know that we don't have childcare, and so I'll stick to the five B's of preaching. Are you familiar with the five B's? Be brief, brother, be brief. So <laughs> we'll stick to those tonight, this morning. Well, I hope that you all have had a wonderful morning. Just being together, enjoying, being together as a family. I know uh, it's been a wonderful morning in the Pathé household. Uh, again, I learned a lot from last year. Last year we had our three services in Stakely and I got home and began putting together a Power Wheels, uh, big old uh, truck kind of car thing. And uh, it was about 1 a.m. when we finish, finally finished putting that car together. And Brittany and I had lovingly had much communication uh, during the course of that putting together of that car. Um, and. Uh, we got finished and we're so exhausted, everything's ready and we're ready to go to bed and put this final thing out and we take it from the office and move it and we realize it didn't fit through the door. <laughs> and so we very lovingly communicated a little further and we're able to take the car apart and about one or two in the morning got to bed finally and this year we learned a lot and uh, we had a wonderful morning, very calm and peaceful and we got everything together. And I hope that your morning has been filled with just absolute joy. Just joy of being together and to come here in this place together with our faith family. I just can't think of anything better. This morning, we want to focus our attention for this, these few moments on Jesus. We've lit all the candles and we've talked about Mary and we've talked about Joseph. And so this morning, I, I, I can only fathom that you can imagine what we talk about as we come together this morning. It's what we talk about every Sunday morning, essentially. Right, as we get together in our worship planning team, our different pastors, we, we sit around and we say, hey, Mark, what are you preaching on this Sunday? Ryan, what are you going to preach on next Sunday? Hey, Justin, what are you preaching on? Kenny, what are you preaching on Sunday night? And we've grown over these years to learn, we just say, we're preaching on Jesus. Because essentially, that's what we do. Right? We may be preaching on a lot of different topics or a lot of different things, but Joseph, it was essentially about Jesus. Whether we're talking about Mark chapter 1 or Mark chapter 12, essentially, it all comes to head at Jesus. And so this morning, we're not really doing anything different. I just want to tell you some central things about Jesus. And I want to look for a moment at the names of Jesus, because there's a lot founded in a name, right? There's a lot rich in what we call somebody, right? My name is Mark. It means a mighty warrior, right? I've lived into that name, a mighty warrior. <laughs> I like to believe that I'm maybe a mighty warrior of other things, physically not so much, but a mighty warrior in other ways. Right, when Micah was born, we, we sat down and we, we took out books upon books from the library trying to find out what would Micah's name be. 
I know as parents, do you, do you labor? What is your son or daughter going to be called? Right, I like to ask grandparents, what is your grandparent name? Because there's always a fun story involved, right? My dad's name is David, but we call him Al. I'll let him share that story. It makes a lot of sense, right, Al? There's always a fun story attached to a name. Right? The story you call your children. Micah's name is Micah because I want him to be a, a servant leader. My prayer for him is that he would grow up to be a, a leader who would be a humble servant. From Micah 6.8, love mercy, do justice, walk humbly with the Lord. Helen Ann is named after her grandmother and two grandmothers, Helen and Ann. And Nora, we just love the name Nora, and it's founded in that as well. So we've got these things in a name. What do your names mean? What, what do your names represent? As we come to Jesus, we see that throughout the Christmas story, it was detailed exactly why he would be named Jesus. If you go to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, for unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. You go further into Matthew chapter 1, verse 16, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who will be called Christ, the Messiah. Go a little further to Matthew chapter 1, 21 through 23, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. This Christmas season, we're reminded of what the name Jesus truly means. Whether you are experiencing a Christmas like Andy Williams that would say it's the most wonderful time of the year, or maybe it would be a little bit like Merle Haggard, you're just trying to make it through December. Wherever you fall, friends, this Christmas season, Jesus has come to bring us joy, to, to take our heads that are lifted low and to bring them high, to be reminded of what Jesus, his name means and what he gives to us. And so as we look at these names for just a brief moment, let's pray together and just ask the Lord to fill our hearts with the joy of the season and what his name means. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the name Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you sent Jesus to this earth that this Christmas season we celebrate today, you were born in a manger and that you lived a sinless and perfect life, that you died on the cross and by your stripes we have been healed. So today, with renewed passion and excitement, we simply say, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we love you. It's in your name we pray, amen. I want to unpack just for a moment these six names. Very briefly, six names. You can write them on your outline or whatever, but six names and the things that we attach ourselves to. First is wonderful counselor. We see in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, that Jesus is the wonderful counselor. It reminds us that we are called to allow him to be our lead and our guide, that he's where we find our source of wellspring of wisdom. It's where we turn to to find help and hope in our time of trouble. I went and, and looked uh, last night to find out what, what we as a people have been searching for. I, I went to Google, right? That's where you find what we're searching for, where a lot of us find wisdom, right? In Montgomery, I found out that the most searched near me, like when you're trying to figure out what's near me, what can I find? Uh, people are looking for where are ice machines near me. I don't know why in the world we're looking for ice machines over 2022, but a lot of people looking for ice machines and tire stores in Montgomery, Alabama. We're looking for stuff. We're looking for wisdom, try to find and navigate our way. A lot of times we go to Google and say, Google, can you help me with this? Google, I need help with this. Google, I need this. 
And it's a fine place to find wisdom. But we recognize we come to a lot of circumstances and situations that we need a wonderful counselor. A wonderful counselor to lead us and to guide us and to give us wisdom in our most desperate and darkest of days when we come to the forks in the road to say, Lord, would you be our wonderful counselor? In this new year, where do you find counsel? When you're up against difficult situations and circumstances, where do you seek after counsel? Where do you find your wisdom from? I tell you, in Isaiah, when we see Jesus enter this world, he is called a wonderful counselor to lead us, to protect us, to give us wisdom and guidance in our most desperate and difficult of days. But we also see that number two, he is a mighty God. He's powerful, he's strong. We see in the story of Christmas that when the angel visits Mary, she says, nothing is impossible with God. We see that he's not a weak and puny God. He's the God who created the stars and the universe and everything that we see. He's a magnificent, strong, powerful God. And he walks with you. And so when we're praying, when we're asking the Lord for counsel, we're not asking he who is maybe not so sufficient or not abundant in his gifts. We're not asking a God who is weak or a God who is unable. We are coming to the mighty and powerful God of all creation. Jesus was there in creation. He made everything that was made. There was nothing in all creation that was made that was not made through him. We're talking about a God who flung the very stars in the sky, yet holds together the blood that is pumping through your veins right now. He's a God who knows every problem that you face. He knows every internal struggle. He knows everything about you, and he is making all of our pathways straight. Be reminded as you pray who you're praying to. You're praying to a mighty God, a powerful God, who holds everything together by his righteous right hand. All the way back in Isaiah, a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. You know, I'm blessed with a fantastic father, a dad who pictured for me what it looked like to follow Jesus and what a heavenly father looked like, a dad that I could run into and find safety in the middle of those fears, a dad in the midst of uncertainties I could call on the phone and ask for help, a dad who modeled Christ-like obedience and faith. An everlasting father. A God who would call us to himself. A father who would embrace us and care for us. A father like the prodigal son, when we've gone astray, would not scold us and say, get it together, pick it up, but would say, come on home, son. I'm right here. A father that we can cry on their shoulder when we're hurting. A father that we can come into the warmth of their embrace when we're in need. You think of that beautiful picture of our God as an everlasting father. What beautiful terminology that he would be called, not a God in heaven who would sit with a white beard and just angry all the time, but an everlasting father who would embrace his children and say, come on in. I'm so glad that you're here. Do you need a shoulder to cry on? Do you need some of my wisdom? Do you need some help? Just come on in. You see the beauty in this adjective, this name of Jesus, to be an everlasting father. He's a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, and he is the prince of peace. The prince of peace. There is no other place on the face of this planet that we will find peace like Jesus. Several years ago, I was walking through a really difficult season of life. 
A good friend of mine had just walked through some difficult things and it was, it was deeply affecting my own personal walk with the Lord. It was affecting my own just well-being. It, it deeply left me in a scarring place. And I called up one of my friends who, who had a place in, at the beach and just said, hey, can I, can I go and just spend some time away? I left and went some time away and spent some time just sitting on the ocean, sitting time just thinking and dwelling and while it did some help. I came back home and found that those same problems, those same issues were right there in front of me, right there. The escape was helpful. It was helpful to get away for a few moments, but at the end of the day, until I was at peace with what was going on, until the Lord gave me his abundant peace, until I was walking with the Prince of Peace, friends, I wasn't gonna find peace that surpassed all understanding. And many of us look for peace in a lazy boy at the end of the day. We look for peace retreating to a quiet and tranquil place. Friends, until you know the Prince of Peace, there is no peace to be found. We can find quiet moments, we can find serene opportunities, but until we know and trust in the Prince of Peace, I don't believe we'll know peace that surpasses all understanding. And how beautiful that he is called the Prince of Peace, that he wants to bring you and give you peace in the midst of your struggles and darkness. He's come to give you light and the light has not been overcome by the darkness. He is the Prince of Peace, crowned in peace. You follow Jesus and what do you find but peace that surpasses all understanding. Did a funeral recently for a 35-year-old guy. One of the things that we talked about on his final lap around this earth is he said, Mark, I know that I've found peace. As I'm walking forward in the midst of this cancer diagnosis, I have found peace. A peace that would say in the middle of cancer, in the middle of struggles, Jesus is with me and I know the Prince of Peace that in the midst of a storm, what do you know, right? With Jesus in our boat, we can smile in the storm because the Prince of the Peace who calms the storms quelches our fears, walks right beside us, which would lead us to the Prince of Peace and that we serve Emmanuel, God with us. You see right here, from the very beginning, we've known that this was the picture of the Lord, that he would be Emmanuel, God with us, that he has stepped into our pain, he's stepped into our hurt, he's stepped into our sorrow, and he has come to live and dwell among us. This is his name, Emmanuel, God with you. For four weeks now, we've been talking about the joy of Emmanuel, God with you. That like a good shepherd, that he would walk beside you. He would walk you beside still waters. He would walk you through the valley of the shadow of death. He walks with you and beside you and right along with you as you walk through those valleys. Emmanuel, God with you. He's experienced loss. He's experienced hurt. He's experienced heartbreak. He's experienced it all. And he walks with us as Emmanuel, God with us. Not looking down from heaven saying, man, that looks so sad. But no, he has come down and dwelled among us. He has dawned flesh. And so at Christmas, we celebrate that he has come down and that he is indeed Emmanuel, God with us. And the last name is simply Jesus. Jesus Christ, the Messiah. The angel said that his name will be Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. This is the central message of Christmas. That Jesus will save their people from their sins. Friends, if you're tired, if you're tired, 
He is your rest. If you're grieving, Jesus is your comfort. If you're rejoicing, he is your joy. If you are lonely, he is your friend. In the darkness, Jesus is your light. If you're hopeless, he is your hope. If you're lost, he's your wonderful counselor. If you're weak, he is your mighty God. If you're hurting, he is your healing. And if you feel dead, he is the life. What's in a name? In the name of Jesus, every knee would bow and every tongue would confess that there is no other name given among men by which we must be saved other than the name of Jesus. And so this Christmas season, latch and hold on to one of those names. Maybe today you need to hold on to wonderful counselor. Maybe you just need to hold on to Jesus, the name that has saved you from your sins. Maybe you need to hold on to mighty God. Maybe you need to hold on to counselor and friend, but hold on to the name of Jesus as we walk into a new year filled with anticipation and hope of all that this new year will bring. See, at the end of the day, we come here every Sunday, Wednesday, every time we gather because this place is all about Jesus. It's what we sing about and celebrate because without him, we've got nothing. Let me pray for us. Lord, we we thank you. Lord, we thank you as we look at these names that you are the wonderful counselor. You are the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. You are Emmanuel, God with us. You are the Messiah. Lord, I pray for those that today are tired and grieving. Lord, would you comfort them? For those that are rejoicing in the joy of a morning, Lord, would you be their joy and their song? Lord, those that are lonely, would you be near as a friend? And those that are in darkness, Lord, would you be a great light today? For those who are lost, for those who are lost and stumbling, Lord, would you be their counselor and guide? For those who are weak, Lord, would you be their strength? Those who are hurting, heal them, Lord. Lord, at the end of the day, we thank you that you are Jesus Lord, thank you that you have come to give us life and not just life scraping by, but life abundant and full, eternal life, Lord. By your stripes, we have been healed and you have washed all of our sin away. Lord, we rejoice in what this season means for us, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And thank you, Lord, that you have given us access Lord, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.